to episode 41 of Apolitik. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in 5 to 10 minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in the society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing the conflict and division of our society. What we're hoping to do is encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs and each one of us to vote based on making informed choices. And that means really looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of this information is accurate and true, but some of it is not. So we have to very carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and inform our voting. A politic pledges to give high quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're going to look at various topics through the lenses of progressive principles as we are looking at significant days in American history, issues, policies, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, all in relation to our progressive principles. This is the second episode of several where we're going to join Steve in discussing the historical significance of Donald Trump declaring himself the winner of the 2020 election before all the votes were counted, and then not accepting the results. Again, the progressive principle which is at stake in this whole situation is principle three, increases political engagement within a culture of respectful civil discourse. As we have said in the last episodes, we cannot claim to be respectful when we are being dishonest, as the Republicans who are backing President Trump have been dishonest in this case, refusing to admit that Joe Biden was elected president and falsely claiming that the election was stolen. This development was not in my original episode design, but I had to recognize this response by the Republicans because it is a perfect reason why those of you who have chosen to not register and not vote should now decide to participate in the process. The extra 6 million voters who voted for Trump in 2020 were more than offset by the 7 million total who voted for Biden to win the election. In other words, he got 81.3 million votes to Donald Trump's 74.1 million votes, according to Real Clear Politics. The fact that there are 7 million more voters that voted for Biden nationally makes the attempt to overturn the election, even after the Electoral College results were certified by each one of the 50 states, a stunning event. We need more voters to be heard in the question of which direction our country should take, progressive or regressive. Thank you for joining us 
and we're looking forward to our discussion. And for anybody who's wondering, wait a minute, I thought you guys were nonpartisan. We do have to say that in this podcast, a politic will take on certain positions and certain issues. We will criticize the Republicans or we will criticize the Democrats. So don't worry. If, oh, we're, no, re- if we're criticizing the Republicans today. This, this issue transcends parties. Yes, we this have to comment is on this. the blueprints. This is, you're changing the, the, the blueprints of the founders' uh, architecture. Yes. And uh, they did not see the, the situation or the, the process unfolding in this manner. This is sort of uh, um, uh, an exercise that everyone was really scratching their head about. And uh, it seemed as if uh, we were throwing the baby out with the bathwater in this, this particular instance. Yes, and just to clarify one final point, neither of the two Republicans representing Central Ohio, and there are two, uh, neither of them joined in with this lawsuit, and so we're not criticizing all Republicans. No, no. We're criticizing those 126 as... Steve Schmidt, and I think this is true, they really have betrayed a basic concept of our Constitution, and they are traitors in that sense. Well, I think that, that you know, uh, what I think the, the 126 House members were fearful of is that the political influence within the, the current uh, architecture of the Republican Party is so um, dependent on the goodwill of uh, the President of the United States that these uh, 126 representatives, the last thing they want is a presidential tweet going out to their constituents saying, your elected official really didn't stand by me. And uh, next time uh, there's someone running against that individual, uh, I'm supportive of that uh, that that uh, individual running against the current seated um, representative. And I think that they're just so fearful oh, yeah. of, of being voted out of office through a primary. Absolutely. That, uh, well, I, th- I think the, 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 the key will be how influential Mr. Trump will be through his tweets once he's no longer President of the United States. Well, people hang on his every word. Um, there will probably be a lot of people that will uh, continue to uh, see him as being the, uh, the, uh, the president in absentia. And so... Um, uh, they're not going to want to cross them because uh, it's one thing. A lot of these Republican uh, districts, unfortunately, are so gerrymandered that they never have to fear a Democrat winning in their district. And so they're fearful of a primary whereby another Republican who has maybe Mr. Trump's support uh, beats the incumbent Republican representative and Again, they're more interested in keeping their seat than 
uh, uh, being voted out of office. So, uh, okay. and, and I think, that, yeah. The thing is, number one, we are going to change that system so there won't be as many gerrymandered seats. Number two, we're hoping that there will be more people voting will come closer to that 100% of eligible voters will vote, and that will change the dynamic a lot. Well, and number three, if people are violating the Constitution, we need to have leaders who will stand up to them no matter what and be willing to sacrifice their position if that's what it comes down to in order to say, hey, let's not violate our fundamental principles here. We need to move on. We need to move uh, on. One little uh, footnote to uh, today's uh, events uh, on this particular day is that it's been very difficult for a lot of elected Republican representatives to admit six weeks after the election. And as of yesterday, the Electoral College officially uh, declared that Mr. Biden is the official winner of the election, that they're still hesitant to say the words president-elect Biden. But today, um, it appears as if uh, the president of Russia, Mr. Putin, has now (laughs) indicated that Mr. Biden is indeed the future president of the United States. So it looks like the leader of Russia beat a lot of these Republican really? representatives to the to the punch in terms of using the word president-elect Biden. So it is kind of an unusual uh, time in which we're living. Yes, and just for the record, we are recording this on December 15th. So yesterday, December 14th, was the date the Electoral College met, and it will be January 6th that the Congress will formally approve of what has been recorded by the Electoral College. So we have and to call it, a, Steve, I'm sorry, we have to call uh, it. All right, okay. Point, but thank you very much. Uh, uh, likewise, and, and have a good day, Bill. Thank you for joining us for episode 41 of A Politic. As you can see, the United States must reclaim the necessity of its political parties conceding to each other when they have lost an election or providing strong evidence when they feel that there has been fraud in the American system or we are in big trouble. We badly need all eligible voters to get informed on the issues and then cast their vote. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is a lot of cross-checking to see if what's being told is consistent, reliable, and valid. But you must decide on how we in this country will respond to the issue of electoral honesty. And you must vote, because how you vote determines our future. Again, I'm talking to all you people who haven't been voting. That's 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble 
to become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 50 years. Good luck. Now we are going to move into a recent memoir by former President Barack Obama for the next podcast. So we'll look forward to seeing you on episode 42 when we continue this discussion of the significant issues of this time. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.